So uh, anything interesting happening in the tech world other than, uh, you know, JavaScript upgrades burning whole mornings and not being able to fix anything, which is what my morning was like? JavaScript, I love it. <laughs> my JavaScript, I love it. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you try fixing it by compiling with uh, Burn.js? Oh, God. Yeah, I think it fixes it. It might. It probably will. It, it's literally yeah. the bundler or the minifier or something is not compiling the, the code now in the new version of Next, and it's just exploding. Burn.js fixes everything. Just use it. And the, the, I just changed my whole pipeline. I, I don't even know where to start. Oh, my God. Oh, second. Yeah, you literally do a, you know, npm update and you're screwed. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah it's surprising because next, been next is pretty good as well. You know, until I switched to bunch yes, and it seems to be much better now. I stop having these random stuff, but uh, bunch yes still has some few issues that I need to to uh, look up sometimes. And there's a community for it on Discord, so I just ask question there when I have a problem. Right. It's interesting how Discord's become the de facto community location for so many things. I am. It used yeah, to be like this pin. Yeah. We used to be like BB. What was that? The, that forum software. BB something. BBS? I can't remember. I mean, that's from the dark ages, from the 90s, right? <laughs> yes. They're still around. Yeah, exactly. They're around. But. Prior to Discord, oh, all the people doing, there's you know, you, sometimes mailing lists, there's sometimes Slack, Reddit is still quite active. Mm -hmm. But a, a lot of tech businesses are now just using Discord. Right. Oh, yeah. I just had a, I had, for some reason, I'd subscribed to Discord Premium or whatever, and then just suddenly my bank account was, um, was just keeping the cash in there fairly slow. Suddenly a big chunk of it was gone. People just subscribed to another year of Discord, something like doesn't give you very much. But you record, I think, screen share and HD and gives you some fancy emojis. So, yay. <laughs> but it's funny how that stuff, like going back to those old PHP like forums, like you know how people would like spend so much effort on like their signature, like the thing at the bottom, like mm. they'd write one sentence and then like the rest five, um, six of the message would just be their ridiculous if that they had created at the bottom. Mm. It's funny how all that stuff sort of gets like remixed. Like it's sort of but, uh, sort of there in Discord, but just in a different way. Like, how is it there in Discord? Well, like you can, I think you can have like custom emoji reactions and like, I think you can go to pound with all the Discord stuff. Like yeah, sort of right. I haven't really seen that used. I, I'm not paying for the yeah. extra, extra package. I think, I think you can kit out your personality and stuff. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it's not an The future language of humans will be emojis. Uh, well, people we'll translated emojis. We won't even talk. We'll just people, send each other emojis. People have translated the Bible into it. I think. Yeah, have you seen that? No, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's like makes any sense. But um, uh, yeah, there's um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows what the future is like? Did you? I saw snippets of that uh, conversation between Lex Friedman and um, Zuckerberg. That was, I don't know, I'm not sure if it changes my opinion on that stuff, but it's showing, like, it's looking pretty, looking fairly realistic. Yeah, I never really understood that. I, I don't understand 
maybe I'm just missing it, but you, you want to have a virtual metaverse conversation with someone and have an avatar that looks exactly like them. Why not do a video call? We're doing that right now. I don't understand how it's better. I think you could say it's early days and it might get better. Like there might be something that gets unlocked by the next day. What, what, so. what, what experience changes? What exactly will change? Video calls gonna, is like 100% fidelity. You can see every little facial expression. You can see every little hand expression. Um, let's say you get that perfect in the avatar and the, the avatar literally can move your fingers exactly like you move them. And it's literally perfect fidelity. How's that any better? What am I missing? Maybe you don't want to show what's around you. Like, that's the point. You just want to. Pat's doing that now. He's blurring the background. You just see You just see the individual. We're doing that on video calls today. Why is it better to have a 3D avatar do it and wear a helmet? I'm not sure. I think yeah. the helmet thing's, the hel helmet thing's interesting because I'm just not sure if that's going to go mainstream or like. You know, obviously, a lot of knowledge workers or whatever, like a lot of people plug laptops around, but I'm not sure if people want to lug a headset around for that job, maybe. I, I think uh, I for the purpose of what we're doing right now, it, there's not much uh, value added. Uh, but I think when it comes to like exploring a world, like playing a game or um, visiting, let's say, uh, uh, exploring a house, then it has value that you can just move around and be able to see every corner of every space. I agree. I agree. So, so for the for the space of video games, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be beautiful if you can do, you know, very sort of photorealistic, beautiful environments that are in some virtual reality thing. That's going to be phenomenal, mm -hmm. right? Is Facebook trying to do that now? Because good luck competing with the you know, the other folks, uh, Xbox and PlayStation are going to win that, that race for sure. I think they, they, they are trying to do that, but uh, they're just approaching it uh, from a business perspective because they just don't want to present things like, okay, this is going to be like a video game or like they, they want to just show the, the value that's beyond just, uh, you know, entertainment. I'm mm -hmm. guessing like that. Hmm. Also, also um, Zuckerberg really wants to have a platform like we, he tried to create a Facebook phone and tried to add a layer on top, and they sort of missed the mobile. We sort of with only one chapter in the mobile story, and then so everyone's like, for the past ten years has been sticking around, like, what's going to replace mobile? And um, I think he thought this is a good opportunity, and so he wanted to get ahead of ahead of the pack. But well, no, it doesn't mean doesn't mean he's right. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, the the one thing that happened in terms of platforms this last week was, who was it? Um, OpenAI wanting to have their own phone. There's, there's some rumor flying around about that. Yeah, Having yeah that's a nice phone. I don't even know what that means. But... Well, it might be a phone replacement, right? Like it might be a post phone device. This would be pretty hard to create a yeah, I mean, I think the the idea or the rumor was they want to reimagine what a phone could be. Okay, so 
So then, okay, reimagine what a phone could be. Reimagine what a phone could be. Well, so what are you asking me? Yeah, what do you think? Let's let's speculate. That's interesting. Oh, look, he's here oh, just in time. Hi, all. How are you? Yeah. Good day. Oh, okay, so uh, you know, I, I always thought like in the future, uh, like the next evolution after phone. Uh, well, because I was working uh, with. Uh, you know the robot space so i cannot imagine something like that that there would be like uh, some kind of floating robot yeah i would I, I imagine that eventually like the robots they would be able to fly around like there would be some kind of floating robot and that would be your phone and then basically when you want to have a conversation you would talk to it like like it's uh, your little pet but it's also like some kind of device that you can communicate through uh, and yeah talk with other people and mm. use for uh, information internet everything I don't know. That was a bit weird, but uh, I kind of thought that uh, eventually, like, uh, yeah, like yeah, device... Craig, we're, we're talking about uh, OpenAI having their own phone. There's a, a bit of news this last week and speculation that they might try and get into that space. And we're, we're wondering what, what could that possibly be if you had to imagine what it was. If if it, if I could imagine it, you know what the best usage for it. I'd have an AI person to respond to my scammers, and the scammers will be run by OpenAI as well, and I'll just have a chat amongst themselves. <laughs> it's, it's funny, like your, your phone, your phone itself doesn't do a lot of phone work these days, right? And like you know, as Vincent was saying, with the future, so many concepts have come out, like glasses, watch, all these sorts of things. Phone still wins hands down it's hard to think of something that's not that in the near future mm. well if you add ai to phone then it's gonna have like some kind of personality right so i guess it's gonna become like a little bit like kind of like a tamagoshi or something like or you like a little person that you carry around and that you can interact with oh no my phone actually died oh no I forgot to change its water. I have like heartbreaks when your phone dies. You, know, you have to. to I don't know. Well, this sort of happened in that movie, right? Do you remember her? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a great movie, and the the you know the guy sort of starts liking his little computer assistant, mm -hmm. and then uh, the uh, major spoiler at the end of the movie, you know, he loses the assistant. I won't tell you how. It was it was a good one, and oh. um, and he gets really sad. Surely, surely the Windows update fails. Yeah. The Windows update fails. That's exactly what happened. Surely the best AI robot movie though is Chappie. Chappie. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh my goodness, uh, Neil Blomkamp. You got to watch that one. It's a, uh, it's a of a, an AI. A, basically, they built police robots, right? And uh, right. one one of them becomes sentient and uh, get, but instead he gets stolen and uh, raised by gangsters so they raise him to be a mm. big gangster it's it's neat <laughs> they raise the robot to be a gangster yeah 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 they, they got to teach him how to walk like a gangster talk like a gangster <laughs> <laughs> and robbing banks is okay you know um, oh brilliant so definitely add that to your list to watch uh cool any any other interesting discussion points what's next oh just on the phone thing i just i don't think the voice i mean the voice assistant that i often use is siri which is sus so i don't use it 
<clears throat> so I think that trip could be done so much better. Like it could be integrated into the OS much more, which I think what Google has done. But um, if you just sort of like the mobile operator, because they were all built before voice assistants even existed. If you built those mobile OSs with that technology and with these new, maybe the large language models from day one, like I think you just redesigned the system totally different. Um, yeah, the I'd be interested in what that looks like. Yeah, the problem with all that speculation is, and, and I do think you're right, there's definitely something there. Uh, it's just this space is moving so quickly that uh, the risk is whatever you do now is irrelevant in six months' time or three months' time. Um, the you know, businesses are getting created and destroyed within months because it's just moving so quickly. I reckon the AI won't make a phone. It won't hit the What's market. What's that? Open AI. Yeah. I think you'll be a different device. I think it'll have to be a. I think they'll. Like, like, why would you though, right? Because AI is going to be embedded in every bit of software that's running in it. So, would you would you prefer to have the phone, which is more like a commodity bit of hardware platform these days? I mean, yeah, you might have some specific chips that might tailor to that, but Apple's already done those sorts of things. You're better off being the supplier of all the software and the the ai parts to all the other parts of the system from a business perspective right it's but no one's going to want to use open ai i think they're going to want to create their own things i don't think they're going to partner with open ai they'll just create their own models i think so i think there's going to be a lot of competition the interesting uh, corner i suspect is going to be when um when people will want to run their own thing not what's on the device and maybe the you know not necessarily what's running on the device or locally on your machine but uh, how these things interact in in the world so across across the broad internet how do all these bits of software interact with each other yeah. um, and do they do that nicely or not nicely so I, I suspect that one thing we haven't looked at yet is the um you know when when these bits of software start getting more and more complicated and want to interact but uh you know have their own selfish interests in mind yeah. but markets always diverge and converge right so you'll see that the ai sort of stuff is going to diverge into the people running their own models and you know bigger companies with lots of data and stuff doing that but then there's going to be smaller people you know like myself like just like databases do, can I set up a database and run it? Yeah, I can. Do I just use an off-the-shelf service provided by someone else? Yeah, I do. And I pay good money for that, for them to take away those hassles for me. So I can see a spot for, you know, open AIs and stuff to run models from everyone else and add your own sort of stuff. They'll still power things. There's a huge business model behind it. Um, as much as there is to, you know, just being more commoditized. Yeah, I don't think, just to touch on, I don't know if that's what you were saying, you said, uh, Craig, that AI will be in everything, and I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if I'd want to have that, like, and I'm not sure if it necessarily makes sense. And like, what even is AI? It's just it's such a broad It is, and, it's different, and, and it's different applications, right? So you, you can have AI in so many different things, and things that you already use anyway, you know, like... Uh, you know, when you use a voice assistant, you know, there's a form of AI behind that in a way. It might not be one particular algorithm or another. 
you know, search, you know, is something that can be enhanced with AI and those sorts of things too. But um, just, it's still new as a field. That's my thoughts. It's so new that it's going to diverge out into so many different applications of which some will win, some will die a horrible death. Some just won't quite get the traction they know. And then you'll see the things that there will some that will just take off and then they'll start converging into services, get packaged up, be more commoditized. Um, there'll be services to buy. Developers will be happy. Yeah, Cloudflare just released some new stuff. I don't know if it's any good. But yeah, they got some stuff in beta that runs those models, which I think's, I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting what the different strengths are because it's, it's about the, isn't some of the stuff about like where the data is? Like it has to, I don't know. I don't know half about the space. Like you sort of, are you just, um, is it a general model that doesn't sort of know that much about you apart from what you prompted? Or is, is it sort of like trained on your data set? Or is there something in between like the sort of fine tuning stuff? I imagine that sort of. But yeah. here's a twist. Let's let's merge AI with games with user um, user interfaces. There's one thing in that that movie Her that I, I'm trying to remember now. I'm probably remembering wrong, but um, the character was playing a video game where he controlled the video game verbally by talking to it, like saying, you know, telling it to go into the next room or open that door. Um, and so the interface was verbal, but it was verbal. AI type interface, but it was a game. Do, do you think we're going to start seeing those soon? And what you know, how does how do user interfaces evolve and change when you can start just talking to the machine? I think games are interesting, right? Because the game just has to be entertaining. It doesn't have to always make sense, and the challenge can be part of the game. But games are great playgrounds for sort of like user interfaces where something that would work in a game would work for like business software and something that would work for business software would be like a terrible game. So it's probably a good way to like explore um, where voice assist, your voice input would work. Um, but I don't think every, I don't think everything wants to become like a game and I'm not sure if I actually want my thing that I use for work to have much of a personality. I actually don't think I'm really I think I'd find that distracting. Um, but yeah, I think the games are going to be like a cool avenue to like explore like the um, the boundaries of that. Interesting. Vincent, I, thoughts? Yeah, I actually do think that uh, <clears throat> adding the voice to game is going to change a lot of things. Uh, like right now, you know, when you play a game, like this is like, kind of like a little barrier of just like picking up the controller, starting the game and everything, or just using the mouse and like everything tactile, but just being able to interact the game with the voice, uh, I don't know, there's something about that that's a uh, little bit freeing, you know, like you can just really lie down on your couch and just like talk to it. And you can have it, have it like um, sort of like play in the background and interact with it. And then just like in a very passive way, I feel like a vo adding voice to uh, the game interaction <clears throat> gives you a very, Passive way to interact with it. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Craig, thoughts? Yeah, I struggle with a lot of the voice interfaces due to my accent. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't recognize anything I say most of the time. Um, it, it, 
Siri does know when I swear at it for not recognizing me. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, again, interfaces are one of those things. Like often it starts off in science fiction things. So like, you know, your iPad was what, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey or something like that. It was sort of done before it was there. You you watch Avatar and the interfaces on those, you know, which were see-through. They, they look fantastic on the movies, but when you actually try and make one, you go, you're not seeing through the screen. It doesn't really work. Um, you know, so there's always going to be paradigms and there's always going to be things that work. And human behavior is one of those things that is really unpredictable. You know, just moving like the start button from a microsoft windows over from the left to the center to see everyone suffer yeah that didn't last long i i upgraded to 11 and that's the first thing i changed moving back to the <laughs> yeah um, it, it looks looks so good apple have a centralized dock how, how bad could it be you go, yeah it people. should be in the bottom left it's where your mouse goes and you can always click on it because it's a flick and a click rather than trying yeah. to find the start button in the center is just retarded i don't know what i mean there's I mean, a law for that cord you have to go cord sorry. Fits law. you gotta go vincent okay well we'll catch you next time see you next time yeah thanks right. uh, you know the other thing carrie that, that you're right about movies all this tech comes from movies and the ultimate one is star trek and how they treat entertainment they don't have video games uh, but they did have communicators, which we invented. They had tablets, which we invented. Oh, they, had, they had their holodeck, man. They had the holodeck. So yeah. for entertainment, they go into a holodeck. Where and do you know what they weren't doing? Wearing they interact with. They weren't wearing headsets. No headsets. Uh, but it is sort of, it's sort of fake. It's sort of like a, you know, fake, fake world. But it's verbal and physical. They interact with this world. And that's their fun. They create fictional scenarios and on, on that same fashion have you seen the dome in las vegas no what's that oh my goodness well an architectural marvel of the universe it's literally a giant dome right in the center of las vegas but it's basically got uh leds it's like an led screen all wrapped around it right but they're like little hockey puck sized projectors all around the outside and all around the inside so they can make it look like you know, they've shown off like a basketball or even creepier, a blinking eyeball. Uh, you got to look at that. But inside that's just so immersive as well, right? So as a as a medium for creating an experience, it's it's unique. It's wonderful. Mm. Sort of reminded me a little bit of the holodeck. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Hey, guys, I'm, i got to run. Uh, we're hitting my deadline here. I've got another meeting to jump into. But there's been awesome... Uh, chatting with everyone. Let's chat again, and I like these shorter chats better than the long, long format ones. Although Craig, Craig, I mentioned you have some interesting ideas for upcoming ones we might want to explore. Yeah, let's do that.